hundred of us. You've got friends here. You know? Okay, you know, thanks guys for joining this workshop, designing the crypto conference. Okay, I put an introduction here. Um, on Bujidao, if anyone is <laughs> is not um in Bujidao yet, um, it's interested in joining, just like uh, let let us know. Little bit about me. Um, I'm Andy, and I've um many babies. Uh, <laughs> two, uh, I have two kids, seven and three, and then I am also co-founder of um Zorx Avenue, Zorx Avenue. Um, that's a Web three fashion and e-commerce platform. And I also co-founded uh, Shellef, which is a premium coffee brand. Um, co-founded with um the Latte Art World Champion in 2019, and I also um am design advisor for uh, some companies. I'm and also um member of Bujidao. Today's takeaways um a few things you will learn a little bit about my design process and um for for this crypto conference on Taipei Blockchain Week. And I'll also give some tips on how to come up with ideas and make um, design decisions, for, especially for non-designers. And then we will leave some time at the end for Q&A. Okay, before we start, um, all the projects are different. They are all unique in its own way, and there's no one-size-fits-all. And this is just um, one of uh, the ways to design, and uh, especially for this conference. And this project took about two weeks from start to finish. So just keep keeping keep that in mind. I have a three-phase design process. And it's um the first phase is research. Research is about um building my confidence like through learning and playing. So learning about um the subject matter, um about the style and this conference. And playing is more like um getting my hands dirty, like I play with you know, ideas and, and, and visuals and stuff. And the second phase is refining, consolidating and refining my favorite ideas um, at the end, like all the end results, um, the, the final designs mostly happen in this phase. And lastly is the packaging phase where uh, we put everything together to tell a story, to share with others. Okay, the first phase is research. Usually start by um, learning about um, the subject. So in this case, type it blockchain week and boot it down. And I'll understand a little bit um, more about the vision, the mi mission, and the theme. Shout out to Tiffany, um, the lead for uh, Taipei Blockchain Week. Um, she came up with a brief how the conference should feel and the vibe of it. You see the these words that I highlighted. I just like ask myself, like, does it feel co cohesive? Does it make sense? Is there anything like really odd? Because like branding is essentially just creating a vibe. Like through like multiple um touch points, people won't remember necessarily remember like all the stuff that happened uh, during the conference. Uh, I will definitely remember like how how it made them feel. So welcoming like bright colors, hugs, smile, comfortable like something soft, and for thinking advancing Taiwan's um Web3 ecosystem and culture, fun toys, um, professional clean lay layouts and topography. Uh, when I see these keywords, I, I kind of just like let it run in on the back of my head. After I've learned about the conference, the idea, um, the DAO, I will look at um, what others have done before. And during this process, I'll just uh, try to imagine and visualize the end result. There are three things um, during this process. One is know the bar. So learn what's out there and how others have done it. So usually what I do is I look outside the subject field. So I look outside on um, blockchain, look outside crypto, and I'll look for uh, similar 
vibe that uh, we wanted to create for this conference. In the end, we should be able to grasp the initial idea. It's like saying, okay, um, I'm going to play with colors or animate colors an important part um, of this um, brand and design. Okay, so um, know the bar. So you can see on the right line, I kind of like lay, lay out uh, many other uh, crypto-related conferences or like summits, their websites, just to get an um, overall look and feel and the vibe. The goal of this is um, basically three things. So um, we know what's expected. So um, we know what others have experienced or have, um, what others have seen before. And then second is like, no, we now we know like how to stand out and we can use this as um, a, um, a benchmark, do something better. So what I look at is like the logo, the colors, uh, how they treat images, and I'll look at um, their uh, different social channels, see how their visual language translate. The second part, uh, the, the part that where I most enjoyed collecting inspirations. So like I mentioned before, um, I look outside on um, the subject field. And I look for a similar vibe that's in a different sector. I usually like highly recommend um, people, especially non designers, to look at professional and agency work instead of like inspiration from like Behance or Dribble. So you don't, don't pick up um, bad habits. You can also try revisit the brands you love. Um, because I find that um, it sometimes inspires me to see the brands I love, like they kind of like evolve. This part is supposed to be just enjoyable and just like go to different websites and um, and see different work. And it's like walking to your favorite shop and you're shopping for ideas. Um, at the end, you will find something that you drawn towards. So here's, is for example, for me, like I feel the colors um, would be something important for this project. It can also be other things like um, I want to play more with calligraphy or I want to play more with um, photography. After I've um, learned what others have done, I will start playing. I'll start getting my hands dirty. First, I usually start with typography, like setting um, typefaces and fonts. I usually just like type out like as many typefaces. If I see something I like, I'll, I'll keep it. And if I don't like, I just delete it and I'll try like um, uppercase, uh, lowercase. Everyone is probably uh, familiar with my fonts and Google fonts. But um, TypeWolf and fonts in use is also very good tools. So TypeWolf will um, show you what's um, trending in type. And also you can just basically like Google the fonts and it will give you like the background, the designer, like all this information on those type, like what it was designed for. And then fonts in use, you will see brands like using uh, how they are using uh, different fonts uh, in real life. Like that's very important. Here's um, a few things. So what does the typeface say? Are you creating a, like a modern brand or is it like a wholesome brand? It doesn't match the vibe, brand personality, like, and what's the main application? Like, is it for an app? Is it for an ice cream store? Also, look at um, those text as forms and shapes. Are there uh, any features that stood out to you? Does it inspire you to rearrange or, like, modify or adjust them in a certain way? I ended up um, picking Rubik, the typeface that features, like, rounded corners if you look closely. And it's very subtle, but it, it sends a signal that um, it's like very welcoming and it's very warm. And the typeface is very accessible. It's very important for like uh, a DAO, I guess, because like all the DAO members have access to this free font online. And it's versatile. It has like many weights and italics. Usually when I have something like this, I will feel um, comfortable uh, about the future. So I'll just like leave it here.
for a couple of days or a few days before I come back and, and move forward. And the phase two is about refining, cons- consolidating, pushing, and refining my favorite ideas. So after I came back, I'll look at this and see uh, if I still feel good about it or if I need to revisit or, and pick another typeface to play with it. I feel good about it. So I, um, I move forward. The next step is really creating like a, a logo mark or um, an icon. Like I mentioned before, um, you can try to see these text or these letters as forms and shapes. So due to the nature of like the W being like wider than the T and the B, uh, stacking them is like uh, Lego blocks to convey the ideas of building and creativity and inspiration. Um, notice when I'm dealing with type and um, logo mark, I, I don't use any color. Um, from experience, if um, a logo, it doesn't work uh, in black and white, it's probably not going to end well um, in color. At this stage, I'll just keep any, everything in black and white. After we have our um, logo, we can start introducing color and creating the vibe. Both the colors um, to help take the brand to the next level. So it needs to reinforce um, the vibe and the idea that we wanted to communicate. So it's like welcoming, comfortable, fun, creative, professional. It's also important to make it uh, even more um, identifiable and stand out. You imagine like banners on the streets and stuff. And there's also um, like uh, other conferences or the competitors if you are designing for consumer brand or the startup. Here are some tips for you to come up with a, a strong, strong color palette. So try to limit your choices. Like if you can communicate and design with one color, like don't use two colors. Easier uh, to start with um, colors that I have seen being used by other professionals or other designers. And I'll just like play with the tone and sh- um, shades and to get um, closer to my idea or my project. Start imagining um, these colors in your head. Here's the color I picked for um, Taipei Blockchain Week. I ended up with um, the red, yellow, and blue primary colors, which um, are often used in picture books and children's toys. I think it just kind of fits well with the idea that uh, we are uh, Web3 is early stage and it's very young, conveys a welcoming feeling. So because it's for, for kids, right? So um, it's welcoming, it's warm. And so that's good for anyone um, that wants to join the space. And some reference to show you that children's stuff have used um, those primary color and bright colors. I kind of like just tone it down a little bit to um, be uh, more, try to be like more sophisticated. Um, so it's more professional rather than just like pure um, direct like toys and fun. Use your typeface to set um, those uh, words that um, you have since the beginning and to see um, how it feels. Okay, to take the brand to the next level. So now we have the logo, we have the type, uh, we have the color. Um, we try to design a visual language. They can tell a better story through um, uh, different channels on um, the ships are what we are using here so the shapes also needs to reinforce the idea and the vibe and also to help the brand to be even more identifiable and stand out okay so when i think of shapes i start from the name like okay it's taipei blockchain week uh, it's based in taipei and taiwan maybe like the shapes of uh, the buildings in taiwan those traditional buildings or like uh, taipei 101 food oba these kind of things and then uh, eventually i came to maps and then I look at maps and I look look at um Taipei City maps. That's what I end up with. Um the Taipei City districts. I turned on um, this district 
um, into like these abstraction shapes. They can be used as a device to like represent people and community from different parts of the world and bring knowledge and inspiration like to Taipei City. And here I show um, the how we can use um, these shapes. And then we have our key visual. So from um, type, uh, the logo, and the color, the shapes, and then we are putting everything together. And it's always good to go back to compare what you have done and with what's out there. I think it's a good habit. So you know where you're coming from and uh, what you went through and if you are happy with the result. When I have basically done um, the overall design, the key visual, I will give myself some rest, come back again uh, in a few days, uh, start on uh, phase three packaging. So packaging is essentially putting everything together to tell a story. Designer often sometimes like we just work uh, within a team or by ourselves. Other non-designers haven't been through like what you what you just went through and all your design process like that's all in your head. Nobody else knows. So it's important to like put it in a way um, for other people to um, understand. So here I'll just showcase um, the brand book that I did um, for a type of blockchain week. Oh yeah, and this. Because the conference is this year and O2 is um, Taipei's area code. So I just did this to um, make it more fun. And again, the brand book will start uh, with some background and um, the theme and also the vibe to set the tone. And then we will showcase like the logo, the inspiration for the variations so people can um, better uh, imagine how um, the logo will play out. More variations and then typography. You see the uh, you show the uh, main typeface that we will use for the conference and then the colors. So when you design um, the brand book, you try to be on brand as well. So you don't simply just type out uh, words and say this color is blah, blah, blah. So you, you try to be uh, fun. And then sh shapes, the other shapes again, and how to use them. So people can better adapt to the system. And then you show key, key visuals. Design for a, a conference. Like a conference is consists of many, many moving parts, like there's physical stuff, there's digital stuff. So there's website, there's like merch and tickets and banners, many things. I wanted to showcase that the branding can work across all mediums, like how the designs can uh, will be applied to um, different things. And it's very important to show it that the design can be applied like in real life. It's a, it's the, the brand book. Lastly, I just wanted to, um, yeah, because this is my first style contribution, this um, brand design, I want to shout out to Tiffany, Jackie, and Cindy for um, helping me through this process. Also, some thanks, Jesse, for helping me host this workshop. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. Does anybody have questions? This was so amazing to see how you kind of put together this whole thing. I had no idea that there's so much thought. Um, so it's super interesting to hear. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty intense those couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the attention to detail is actually is uh, pretty crazy. Like even the font, the corner, how that makes people feel, the vibe, mm -hmm. how that all connects back mm -hmm. to the, 
typeface. Uh, there's so much that other little details you have bought through. And like you're saying, like it's hard for people to look at the final brand book and understand, like know how much you have bought through. So, um, but I have a question on, um, so when you, when you do these designs, right, you have a lot of different things to look for, for inspiration. Um, yeah. And I feel like it's, uh, there's so many different, like the children, children's books, that kind of stuff, all that different stuff. Are you mm-hmm. normally, are you constantly looking at different stuff for inspiration? Cause it's sometimes hard to find that connection on the job, right? When you have a task, but you normally have to be yeah. always looking at. Well, it's kind of like, become, eventually it becomes like a habit. Like you look at things and you are aware that, um, oh, this can be like cool for something else. So it's very important like to keep things like, I, I don't know, book bookmarked. Like you, if you see this thing, uh, it's um, good for something you bookmark for. Like I have um, hundreds of um, like design studio and like uh, agency, like those references <laughs> bookmarked. Is there a way you organize your inspiration bookmark? Like uh, like Pinterest has these like boards, right? Of different, I need different tags. Yeah, um, I I some sometimes I use Pinterest, but I I don't um like I just use like a, it's like a one-off thing. I don't keep like all of my boards like very organized and clean. But I have four folders mm-hmm. of my like my favorite um design studios and agencies. Um, I think I spend most of my, my time like looking at. Um, people who are more um, professional rather than, I don't know, individual creatives for me. Andy, I have a question. Um, yeah. When you're, since you've like looked through so many different designs and so many different conferences, like what do you think the trend is going with, you know, conference design and what people are doing worldwide? Well, I think in general, the design in Web3, when I learn about Web3 and crypto, I see so many websites that like so well designed. Like, I was so surprised. Like it's all the designs are mostly, uh, I've seen it's better than many uh, Web2 brands or platforms or whatever. But um, crypto conference sites are still kind of, I guess it's because like it's more like a campaign kind of thing. So it's more like a, a one-off thing. So that's like, I feel like the crypto conference designs are lagging behind um, the actual um, uh, Web3 projects. But for some, you can tell they, uh, they, put, more, uh, they put more work into it. For example, I think, uh, I feel like uh, NTNYC did a better job than, um, than others. Right now, you can't really t- say this a trend because um, they just, pe- uh, these conferences are just not, I don't, I feel like they they are not putting enough like design into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also noticed that um, I felt when a lot of people design crypto stuff, they take a lot of crypto references, like like the big mm-hmm. the pixel, and then those like uh, a lot of these obvious trends that people are using in crypto. And I feel like you made it, yeah. maybe you made a conscious decision to be like, okay, I don't want to be the same as uh, the rest of the, I guess, trend. Um, mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. Did you, did you, was that, did I cross your mind in your head? Like, oh, how can I be, you know, crypto, but also same time? Because it's kind of like, it's not as friendly and welcoming, right? Like, there's a, is yeah. there a contradiction. Yeah. I feel like, like, um, the vibe that Bujidao has actually pushed me through it. Like, Bujidao is trying to, trying to be, like, more inclusive. And the vibe is, like, super friendly here. And it's, like, very inviting, welcoming. Like, uh, I feel like it's very authentic. And that's why I don't, I don't want it to, like, to create something that uh, fits into the crypto mode 
create something different. Yeah, I love it. Um, sorry. First of all, I want to say, like, your design is super, super cool and unique. Like when you put it um next to all the other blockchain websites, uh, blockchain events website, it it is really stood out. I was like so very impressed. Unrelated questions. I want to ask about like your um involvement with like a digital fashion and can you tell us more about that yeah um so ox avenue is a fashion um web street fashion platform so this i co-founded with two of my friends and partners and we found it to help um, individual artists and projects and collections to kind of like design fabricate and sell physical gears or eventually digital um, gears to their fans we make physical garments and later on, we'll probably incorporate like technology with like um, NFCs and NFTs, um, this tech into these um, these garments. And our garments is like premium because we feel like for artists and collections, like you pay a, a lot of money for um, this art, and you want something that's um, a good fit. Like it's like a good frame for um, if you have a Picasso. No, you know, one side of the, the physical uh, digital gears. So combining um, physical garments with the digital experience or um, the blockchain te technology. And then there's also, um, we have a platform actually that's coming online in September um, where we invite um, artists and uh, collection and projects to come to our OX Avenue and set up shop. If you make garments with us and then you, you want to sell your merch or your um, clothes online, like you come to us, there's no upfront cost for you. Do you do the design for people as well? Like for the like fashion and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So we design our, um, everything that's related to um, OX Avenue and our um, partners. Yeah, so we design the clothes and um, the garment itself, the graphic, etc. I see. That's super cool. Thank you. <laughs> okay, this is a... Uh... On a tangent, but your, your personal branding, why is it Xhood and um, why just PFT? Since, I think since college, I've been wearing like a hoodie most, most of the time, like most days. <laughs> so I just feel like very comfortable in hoodies, especially during winter. Like it's just <laughs> me, like how people know me is like a black hoodie and Xhood just sounded cool. And the PFP, I have to um, find an avatar with a hoodie that I, that I like. And this artist I love, like Buck Render. Oh, I don't know if I can say his name on the... Yeah, but like, I, I love this artist and this is his work. And, and I find it, like, it resonates with me a lot. I guess one last question for me, Andy. Like, now that it's now that we have like a design and then you have visuals for brand packaging like you know going towards the event production side of like making the vibe how does a designer kind of relay that feeling or web3 vibe into let's say a production or a actual event okay so yeah that, that's gonna be quite interesting because um we'll be working with a production com company for the conference so we'll look through the lens of um um mobile phones like uh, instagram or like uh, facebook 
and like how people like take photos and、uh, take videos to share online. Depends on、uh, what, how much resource we have. Like we will make a conscious decision on putting、uh, more branded、um, stuff in certain places to make sure we can keep the、uh, the conference more of an immersive kind of experience, so people can feel immersed in this、um, conference. I think that's it. Thank you, Andy. Thanks so much, Andy. Thanks, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> All hundred of us. You've got friends here. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know.